Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, this is episode 56. We are still in chapter 2, The Separation and the Atonement, and section 7, Cause and Effect. We'll be picking up at paragraph 4. So, yes, today is episode 56. The episode 55 was a special Easter episode, and episode 54 was a special Palm Sunday episode. So they were outside of where we actually are in the text. So episode 53 was about conflict, and it said that there is only one conflict, and that is between love and fear. So now, picking up in paragraph four, it says, It has already been said that you believe that you cannot control fear because you yourself made it, and your belief in it seems to render it out of your control. If you haven't listened to episode 53, go back and listen to that, and that will make much more sense. Um. So, continuing, it says, Yet any attempt to resolve the error through attempting the mastery of fear is useless. In fact, it asserts the power of fear by the very assumption that it need be mastered. So, if you're attempting to master fear, what you're actually doing is affirming it and making it more real. Continuing, the true resolution rests entirely on mastery through love. So if you're trying to overcome fear, stop trying to overcome fear and work on mastering love and understanding what love really is. Love is God. Love is who and what we are. Love is all-powerful. In the introduction to the Course, it says, Fear is the opposite of love, but what is all-encompassing has no opposite. So love is what is all-encompassing. Continuing here. So, true resolution rests entirely on mastery through love. 
In the interim, however, the sense of conflict is inevitable since you have placed yourself in a position where you believe in the power of what does not exist. We believe in the power of fear, the power of danger, the, the power of vulnerability. But those things don't really exist. Paragraph 5. Nothing and everything cannot coexist. To believe in one is to deny the other. Fear is really nothing, and love is everything. Whenever light enters darkness, the darkness is abolished. What you believe is true is true for you. In this sense, the separation has occurred, and to deny it is merely to use denial inappropriately. However, to concentrate on error is only a further error. The initial corrective procedure is to recognize temporarily that there is a problem, but only as an indication that immediate correction is needed. So you recognize temporarily that there's a problem so that you can understand that there's a correction needed. This establishes a state of mind in which the atonement can be accepted without delay. It should be emphasized, however, that ultimately no compromise is possible between everything and nothing. Time is essentially a device by which all compromise in this respect can be given up. It only seems to abolish by degrees because time itself involves intervals that do not exist. Miscreation made, made this necessary as a corrective device. The statement, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, needs only one slight correction to be meaningful in this concept. And that is, he gave it to his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave it the world to his only begotten son. It should, be especially, it should especially be noted that God has only one son. If all his creations are his sons, everyone must be an integral part of the whole sonship. The sonship, in its oneness, transcends the sum of its parts. We are greater than the sum of our parts because we are all one. However, this is obscured as long as any of its parts is missing. That is why the conflict cannot ultimately be resolved until all the parts of the sonship have returned. Only then can the meaning of wholeness in true sense, in the true sense, be understood. Any part of the sonship can believe in error or in incompleteness if he so chooses. However, if he does so, he is believing in the existence of nothingness. The correction of this error is the atonement. I have already briefly spoken about readiness, but some additional points might be helpful here. Readiness is only the prerequisite for accomplishment. The two should not be confused. Just because you feel ready to do something doesn't mean you've already done it. 
as soon as a state of readiness occurs, there is usually some degree of desire to accomplish, but it is by no means necessarily undivided. The state of readiness does not imply more than a potential for a change of mind. Confidence cannot develop fully until mastery has been accomplished. We have already attempted to correct the fundamental error that fear can be mastered, and we have emphasized that the only real mastery is through love. Readiness is only the beginning of confidence. You may think that this implies that an enormous amount of time is necessary between readiness and mastery, but let me remind you that time and space are under my control. So we, f we feel like we're ready. We have a desire to accomplish something, but we're not completely confident yet. Readiness is only the beginning of confidence. <clears throat> then it says that we might think that that implies that there is an enormous amount of time necessary between readiness and mastery. That's like what we're told in self-improvement, 10,000 hours. People practice basketball for 10,000 hours before they get really good. Musicians practice their, their instrument for 10,000 hours before they get really, really good. But Jesus is saying here, let me remind you that time and space are under my control. So it doesn't necessarily have to be 10,000 hours. When we're ready and we can allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to give us a mind shift, a mindset shift, to recognize that we are one one with each other, one with Jesus, one with God. That mindset shift can happen quickly when we allow the Holy Spirit to shift our mind. My biggest takeaways from this episode, number one, fear is nothing. Love is everything. Number two, there is no reason to master fear, just love. In mastering love, fear no longer exists. That's why the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. And third, we are taught that mastering something takes a long time, but time is under Jesus' control, so mastering love doesn't need to take years. So today, I wish you a day of mastering love. Many blessings. Namaste. Namaste.